What's going on, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena with Rob and Griff. I'm Griffin Sonic, joined by my co-host Rob Goldberger, and today we're back once again. Another week of uh, you know NFL football. We've got. We're going to talk some college football today. We're going to talk some NBA today. Obviously, baseball this past week. Uh, I believe it was. I don't know if it was this past, either last weekend or the weekend before, but they're in a full lockdown now. So uh, we're not going to really be talking about baseball probably for few months i'd say at least potentially i mean it really could be till till late january early february before things pick up we'll be on that as soon as it does and free agency opens back up but until then uh we're really nfl and nba from here on out but we will start with college football obviously the playoff was released this past week alabama the one seed michigan the two georgia the three after their loss to alabama in the sec championship and cincinnati at four so that sets up obviously bama versus cincy and michigan versus georgia um, you know, it, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, you know, obviously two of the teams that have kind of been the powerhouses three, even, um, with Oklahoma, uh, Ohio state and Clemson teams missing the playoffs this I don't year. Know usually. Can, I don't know if you can quite, quite put Oklahoma into that category. I, they haven't won. Not one. anymore, but they, in the last few years, they've been, no, they've been consistent, they've been consistent, but, but obviously has, now it's, I think they're, the big they're 12. going downhill. I think the Big 12 has lost itself a lot of respect recently, though, with their performances and the, with Oklahoma's performances in the playoffs. Yeah, no, I think Oklahoma, I, I don't think you'd uh, you'd say that they're in that group, but they had been in that group for the past few seasons or so. So regardless, um, some new faces, Michigan, uh, Georgia's been in there a bit, bit, but not too much. And Cincy, obviously, first appearance. So, uh, I mean, just your initial thoughts, Rob. I mean, I think the consensus thought, it's kind of that uh, Cincinnati's in for a rough one against Alabama. Um, but that middle game is going to be very interesting. Michigan, Georgia. Um, what are your thoughts on the two games? How do you see these playing out? I'm going to go. I think Bama is going to win by a lot of points. Um, I like Cincinnati. I think they're a really good team. But I think this Alabama team, I mean, this is a really good football team. And Will Anderson, arguably – the, con- the best player in the country. I think he got snubbed from being a Heisman finalist. I think he'd probably be the number one pick if he was draft eligible this year. The rest of that defense is incredible. And obviously they have maybe the best QB they've had out of all of their recent guys, which is pretty insane considering they have uh, a lot of, you know, multiple NFL quarterbacks right now. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to go with Bama over Cincy. Uh, and I'm going to ask you a question, Griffin, after after I make a prediction for the next game, which I, I'm going to go with, with Georgia here. I do think Georgia and Alabama are a class above everybody else, even though Alabama did embarrass Georgia. And I think that's – I think Alabama is probably on their own tier, in their own tier of team as well. But I'm going with Georgia. I know that defense got a little bit exposed. I know they have Aiden Hutchinson, you know, on, on, on with Michigan and David Urobo, who's probably going to be two top ten picks right there on the defensive line. Um yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Georgia here. I don't know. Uh, unless Stetson Bennett, uh, or Stetson Bennett, aren't they? Is that their I think plan? Yes, I think so. I mean, he is terrible. He shouldn't be playing. We've seen it. We've seen it come back to bite them in the past. Obviously, with them, you know, opting for Jake Fromm over Justin Fields, um, and something you know, similar situation can be happening here with Stetson Bennett over JTMs, but um. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go with, with Georgia here unless I there's, there's a total disaster. Uh, uh, total disaster. Yeah. Um, and sorry, my question for you, Griffin, is yeah. do you feel that these teams were misseeded 
or do you, do you think that this is the proper, the proper ranking for each team? I mean, it's tough to say. Um, I mean, I feel like, I feel like it's probably a fair ranking. Um, I mean, I think Alabama, you got to put them at one. Um, they've had good wins. I mean, I know that Texas a Texas A&M was who they lost, I believe. Yeah, on the last second um, field goal. That was a bad loss. They played bad against Auburn. But the way they beat Georgia, I mean, that was a beating against, you know, the consensus number one at that time. So you got to kind of give them the one. I think Michigan, I think they deserve the two. And I think, you know, comparing them with Georgia, I think really what holds Michigan above, you know, they both have solid wins, but it's just that conference championship. Yeah. Michigan was the Big Ten champions. Georgia was not, you know, they didn't win the SEC. So I think you got to put Michigan above, um, obviously, uh, Georgia. And then, I mean, Cincinnati, um, they belong at four, to be honest. It's just strength of schedule is just nowhere near any of these teams. Yes, they went undefeated. They had a great season. They won their conference. But, uh, I mean, they're going to get bounced in the first round. I think everyone expects that. I feel like it's going to be symbolic or similar to that game from last year of Alabama and Notre Dame in terms of just – I mean, that wasn't even – Or the year, or the year before or the year before that with LSU and Oklahoma. I mean, these yeah. one were four, these one versus four games are very, very rarely close. Um, I mean, last um, year we saw Ohio State beat up on, you know, number two Clemson at the time too. So, yeah, so um, true. Um, the two three game is usually the best game. The say. SEC is unbelievable, though. I mean, I, I can't really. I mean, I don't really see how Texas and Oklahoma are going to succeed there because what are they? What would you say they are? I mean, I think each of these teams, Texas might have 10 losses instead of eight. I mean, um, and I think Oklahoma. Is, is a five, six loss team in the SEC. I mean, I just think yeah. the SEC and the Big Ten really sort of taking control. They hired Oklahoma, hired what is his name, Verables or something like that? Uh, Brett Menemels. Yeah. They must. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Dabo Sweeney is going to the NFL too soon because his, um, his offense coordinator also just left to go uh, be the head coach of Virginia. Um, Clemson's kind of falling apart a little bit. That's Slowly what I'm saying. So I wouldn't be surprised if Dabo – I think Dabo will probably be the successor to Nick Saban in Alabama, but I'm sure Nick Saban won't be stepping down from that job anytime soon. So, yeah, those are my yeah, thoughts. Yeah, I mean, that's a whole other thing. I'll real quick give my yeah. thoughts on the Georgia-Michigan um, game, and then we can talk about all this head coach madness that has ensued in college football because we haven't touched on it. I think Georgia, uh, Michigan is going to be a good game. Um, it, it, I mean, this is strength, strength for strength. This game's going to be one of the trenches. Um, I really don't know who, who's going to win this game. I think both quarterbacks are very questionable. I think Michigan more so. Um, McNamara. Yeah. Um, I mean, he just sucks. I mean, I, I, I got to get a better, better guy in there than him. I'm not, um, I'm not sure Stenson, Stenson Bennett is any better though, Griffin. They both stink, but I mean – Hassan Haskins, I mean, that's the key for Michigan. If they can run this football, they're going to be in this game. But obviously with that Georgia D-line, Jordan, Jordan Davis um, and all of them, it's going to be tough. Um, I'd say I lean Georgia. I mean, they were just so dominant. But, I mean, with Michigan, I mean, the way that defense is playing right now, they are just it very – it's a very, very strong unit the way they played. The beat up on Iowa, forcing turnovers. Ohio State, they couldn't get anything. I mean, Ohio State offensively didn't have a bad game. They just, you know – defensively they fell apart, but offensively it was mediocre. Um, but like you said, those edge rushers, Hutchinson and then uh, Ojabo, I believe is the last name. I'm yeah. going to botch that. 
But um, I mean, those kids are just exceptional. Aiden Hutchinson, especially. Um, I think at this point, obviously you've got uh, Thibabo or however you pronounce his last name. I apologize from Oregon, but those two are the top two picks it seems. Um, and I think Hutchinson really has proved himself. And I, I think he's. It seems like these these teams always kind of go with the guy who's hot and who had a great better last year. So I expect Hutchinson to be honest to go first overall if I had to say right now to the Detroit Lions. I can't even predict that uh because everything changes so much i mean one week it's this guy one week it's the next guy uh if i was if the draft was today michigan team michigan from university well, that, michigan, well that's a whole different issue detroit though. boy I mean, that's a whole different issue I, I, mean, I think the lions will probably opt for hutchinson because obviously he's a he's from michigan so i think yeah so if i just say Aiden hutchinson goes number one in the lions right now um but yeah i'm gonna go with uh a georgia I'm going to go with Georgia in this game, but it's going to be close. I really see this going either way. I just think Georgia, you just can't discredit them. They've played really well. And uh, the one thing I want to ask you, Rob, I mean, obviously this head coaching thing is just, it is, Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable what's going on. Names are just going crazy. We've seen obviously Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley, is that his name? I, I'm, there's so many guys. Lincoln Riley, go to uh, USC, obviously. I mean, I've read some of the things of his contract, like a $100 million deal, like has access to private jets. They buy him like four houses. I mean, just, I mean, this is unbelievable stuff. I mean, it's incredible how much money is in college football. You see, uh, what's his face? Chip Kelly, I believe, uh, go yes. to LSU. Um, no, held Brian, that meeting Brian, that went, Brian, Brian Kelly. There's so many of these idiots. Um, Chip Kelly is at UCLA, I believe. Right, but uh, um, talk is he might be uh, going back to Oregon. I mean, it's just crazy what's going on. We saw Mario Cristobal, I believe, is the new head coach at University of Miami. Which I'm not really um, sure I understand from his perspective, to be 100% honest with you. Because, I mean, I get he's Miami alone. I think Miami is a bit more of a desirable location. Um, I think I you guess, Miami, I mean, I that's been a, they've been a bad team recently. That's very shocking. I mean, they've produced some good NFL players. Uh, Greg Rousseau. Uh, I'm, also not, uh, I, I'm also not 100% convinced that. Uh, Cristobal is it, it really is a great coach. I mean, they're paying him a lot of money. They're paying all these guys a lot of money. It's crazy. I mean, when I grow up, I might just try and be a college football coach at this point. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Um, I mean, yeah. What do you think? So, what 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 are your thoughts on the whole thing? What's going on? And and obviously, you kind of touched on Cristobal, but maybe like the Lincoln Ryan. I mean, that was crazy the amount of money I mean, they gave him. I think it really does shift the whole landscape of how the West Coast is viewed in the college football circles. I mean. They really haven't produced a serious contender in seven years um, since, obviously, the Marcus Mariota-led Oregon team. Um, I don't know. I mean, this is something – if USC football was going to be serious, this is what they needed to do, and they did it. I mean, that's how I feel. I think it's a pretty – if I can uh, use some preventative here, I think it's going to be – I think it's a pretty shitty way to, uh, to, to sort of leave your kids and all that. Uh, yeah, uh, and, that, and that's such a downside to college football, and that's why I, I mean, it really is a brutal situation. I mean, getting recruited by a guy, courted by a guy, and then you commit there, you're there. I mean, Norman, Oklahoma. I mean, I've never been there, but I'm not 100% guys would rather be there than uh, the, the Los Angeles, California for their college experience. Um, so I don't know. I mean, obviously, we've seen a ton of OU coaches and OU commits follow Lincoln Riley, but I really do feel bad for a lot of these players. And that goes to show for all the situations. I mean, Brian Kelly has been getting universally made fun of. I'm sure you've seen this. Um, yeah. For that video where he sort of fakes this on accident. I don't know. It's just, everybody's, 
it's 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 very phony. I think a lot a lot college football is very phony, and I think there's a lot of aspects of it that I mean we we obviously. I don't know where I'm going here, but basically I'm going to say the NCAA is corrupt. These universities are extremely corrupt. I mean, I'm not one for, uh, you know, comp- like uh, having, being an uproar, but I mean, so you see some of these other, I think, I just think for a public university, like for coming, funding, fu- coming from the public government, like for Oklahoma, which is an LSU, like you're spending like $20 million a year on a football coach. Like, what are you doing? I just don't get it. And I don't, uh, I don't get how anyone can like, it, it's such a tough situation. And it really is like, it, it, it kind of sucks to see because these players really are pawns. I think nothing more to like boosters and ADs. And I don't know about coaches because coaches do have to build these personal relationships. But I think like these boosters in college football have some bad stuff going on. And it's been that way for a long time. And I think college, the college football has really gone away from what it was. I mean, the college football playoff, I, it, it's kind of a disaster right now. I mean, people are calling it worse than the BCS, and that's, the BCS is one of the worst systems I've ever seen in determining anything. Um, but I don't know. College football, I don't know. It, the, the play is awesome, but the people who run it are not, and I think that's been true for a long time. I mean, I think this whole thing, this whole recent events, has just really opened my eyes to how really much of a role these coaches do play and how yeah, important no, they are in the recruitment no, I, process. I can, can I interject for one second? We'll, yeah. we'll talk about Urban Meyer later due to that report that came out today. That's sort of a, it's, um, did you see that Griffin? Yeah, I did. Yeah, him calling out his coaches. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that sort of might be signaling the time, the end of his time in Jacksonville, um, which has kind of been a disaster, but at, at the, at the college level, these coaches are the star players, man. I mean, these, these guys are the stars. They recruit, they do everything. They program build, they raise money, everything. And that's why you see, Nick Saban, the greatest college football coach ever by a, a wide margin, was a t- was was a mediocre NFL coach at best. I mean, and and we saw it today. I mean, Marvin Jones Jr. said of Urban Meyer, um, he said he's not training us like grown adults. And this is a guy who who was coached by Matt Patricia by for three years. So I mean, it, it's just so tough to make that uh, to you know make it, it's a huge distinction. But sorry, continue with what you were saying, Griffin. I didn't mean to. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's crazy the amount of money that is in these coaches and that these coaches are getting paid. I mean, the Lincoln Riley thing, I mean, it just blew my mind, all those kind of incentives and all that. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, but it, it really shows the value and the money that is in college football and how important. I mean, USC, their program just changed completely. You already see all these five stars committing. Yeah, They're going to be uh, in a whole new ball game. Obviously, the Pac-12, I mean, that's very that's a very winnable conference. Um for, you know, a team like USC now all of a sudden, then as Lincoln Riley and all those top recruits coming. And it's a desirable location too. I mean, Los Angeles, California. Well, it's not only I mean, yeah. really, and, and it's not only that. USC could really become a powerhouse here. I'm yeah, going to be honest. I, I like, mean, return return to being a powerhouse. I mean, USC obviously. Yes. I, I just want to add this. I mean, the USC, I think, was probably fed up from seeing all these recruits. Sorry, got the booster yesterday. It's bothering me a little bit. Uh, <laughs> But USC has been trying to keep these recruits in South in South Carolina for years. These Los Angeles area recruits, which is some of the obviously the highest talent in the country, plays there. Some of the best high school football is played in Los Angeles, and they really haven't been able to do it. They've been losing it to SEC schools and Big Ten schools, and they're keep. Obviously, you saw that five star quarterback from uh, one of the Los Angeles high schools committed there almost and decommitted from OU almost as soon as Lincoln Riley was hired. 
Um, I mean, yep. it's gonna it's just gonna be huge for keeping. I think overall with the Pac-12 too. I think one one of two things is gonna happen to the Pac-12. Either everybody is gonna spend a ton of money and the conference is gonna get super competitive and start to compete with the best, like the Big Ten and the SEC, or it will fade into irrelevancy and USC will dominate it for the next ten years. Um, and I think there's a high chance everybody starts spending money. I really do. And I think this can really revolutionize West Coast football as a whole. It really is insane, the butterfly effect uh, in college football, so much more so than almost any other sport you'll ever see, uh, the, the, the head coaching uh, hires and fires. And, and just Yeah, it, it really is insane. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think we kind of covered that whole deal too, too, too well. I don't want to spend too, too much time on it. Yeah, but um, so it's an interesting that, topic. It doesn't. Very, very interesting. Um, but now we're, we're going to talk a little bit um, about the NBA. We really haven't talked too much about the NBA in general. It has been a crazy start to the season. I mean, I'm going to just pull up the standings real quick um, as a kind of a refresher. Um, but obviously in the West, you've got the Golden State Warriors, Phoenix Suns. They're both 21-4. So they have been, I mean, Golden State, no Clay Thompson right now. I believe James Wiseman still not back. Could be wrong. But, um, I mean, that is a powerhouse. They are back. Uh, Lakers, I mean, high expectations. They're only a game above 500 right now at the sixth seed. In the East, I mean, it's been a, a very interesting year. A team like the Knicks just immediately back to uh, to not really looking very good. Cleveland Cavs, my Cleveland Cavs, which I'll talk about. Yeah, they've sure. been awesome. Evan uh, Mobley. They've played amazing. Um, I mean, a lot of people were questioning all their moves with all these big men, but it is sure panned out for them. But I, I, obviously, I, Rob – I do want you yeah, to know, I, I was pro Evan Mobley. I was very pro Evan Mobley before the draft. And that's he's a good player. He's a very good. He's a <laughs> he's very. I think he's the he's best. Very good. And yeah, I think uh, a lot of people would agree. But yeah, kind of. Uh, I don't know if you want to break down anything specifically, but kind of your general thoughts so far about the NBA so far, and any specific things uh, you want to talk about. Um, I, it seems like the Ben Simmons deal is probably going to get done. In the next week or so, I'm sure you saw that report yesterday from Woj. Yeah, I've talked about it enough on this podcast. I'm not going to touch on it anymore. Yeah. We'll 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 probably record a clip or talk about it in the next on the podcast when he does eventually get uh, get traded. Um, but a team that's that I've really liked this year, and I think you'll agree, is the Chicago Bulls have been outstanding this year. Yes, with with a, with a tough schedule too. I mean, they haven't been beating up on cupcakes. I mean, they went they went. I know they both teams are missing some players, but. The Bulls went to Los Angeles, beat the Lakers and the Clippers, and then went to New York and beat the Nets and the Knicks. I mean, very teams rarely do – they're teams that are rarely do that. DeMar DeRozan has been outstanding this year. I think the East is really wide open. I think a team like the Six – I'm going to sound so biased here, but a team like the Sixers really – there's just so many teams that I think are just treading water. Cavs, Wizards, Sixers, even the Heat at this stage. I think – the Sixers need a second star. I mean, that's the only path to a championship. And I, I think they're probably going to be a second round exit again without it. They're going to be, they're still a really good regular season team. Their record is like nine and four, 10 and five with Joel Embiid uh, still just, and they've been ravaged by COVID otherwise. But yeah, I mean, there are a lot of teams. I think I love what I've seen out of the Charlotte Hornets. LaMelo Ball is, is, a, is a real star. Um, and then the disappointments of the East so far have been the Hawks and the Celtics. Um and the Knicks, I think you got to. And the Knicks, and the Knicks. I mean, Sorry, I was I was just going to say the Knicks, the Hawks, the Celtics, and the Knicks who have really not really not played played well at all. Um, the Atlanta Hawks, I'm really disappointed by. I really thought this is a team that could that could win 50 games this year, and that's 
obviously not going to be the case unless they go on a crazy winning streak. But I don't know. I mean, the NBA is crazy. I mean, the Houston Rockets had were had one of the worst 20 game paces of all time. And now all of a sudden, I mean, how many have they won in a row? Sorry, let me count real really quickly. I mean, they lost to the Bucks by nine last night. But before that, they had won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in a row after starting out the year with two wins, which is just unbelievable. I mean, the NBA this season, I think it really has returned. I think I, I really like when the NBA has a lot of parody. I, I couldn't tell you who's going to win the NBA championship. I could if Kyrie Irving uh, was playing, but he's not, uh, which is a, something completely separate. Um, yeah. but I, I just think this league is so wide open. I love when it's wide open. I think there are a few different teams who could win the West. And I think still there are really only two teams who could win the East, but I, I really think uh, for me, I think the two te- strongest teams right now, if everyone were to be healthy in each conference are the Warriors and the Bucks. Um, but I, I think there are a lot of good teams in the NBA and the East and you're seeing that West East power shift after years and years of West domination. It looks like the East is sort of taking that throne, which is pretty crazy to see. Yeah. I mean, that I, I think it's just a shift in, in age of this talent. I mean, you look at the East conference, they've got some real young superstars, right? you mentioned LaMelo ball. Um, guys right I mean, Bradley Beal is, yeah. Bradley Beal is fantastic. Giannis you've got, and now, I mean, the Chicago Bulls, like you mentioned, they've, they've gone out and, and they've gotten guys. And you look at how good that team is. They have great depth, too. I mean, they've, they've had good picks. They have guys like you know, Pat Williams, Cody, Kobe White, um, Caruso's played pretty well. But, I mean, obviously that big four of Lonzo. Lonzo's been so good this year, too. Lonzo's really improved. Um, you know, Zach Levine, you've got DeMar, like you said, Vucevic. I mean, it's just a great team that they've got. They're doing such a good job. I mean, I'm going to talk about Zach Levine. Cavs. I mean, Zach Levine has really taken that leap to being to being an elite shooting guard. I think I think he's yeah. an unbelievable player. No, he's great. I mean, the Cleveland Cavs. I got to talk about because I mean, it's just such a successful year so far. 15 and 12. I mean, I this in my mind, this is one of the best defenses oh, it is. in the league. To be honest, I mean, they are just so so strong that perimeter. Evan, I mean, Mo- the, Evan Mobley is just a superstar. I mean, he can yeah, do he it is. all on the yeah, floor. Uh, I he think can guard guy, the perimeter. He can, you know, guard interior. He can shoot. He can do it all. I mean, he's just amazing. I, I he's a guy who makes defense fun to watch, which is which is a really rare trait among NBA players. I mean, he has a lot of highlight blocks, all everything. And I I think once he develops his offensive game, I think this is Anthony Davis 2.0. I really do. Um, and uh, Darius Garland, he's going to be an All Star this year. He's He's going to be an all-star. Darius Garland has taken the leap, and I think that is what the biggest difference is. Obviously, Colin Sexton is out, but I think it's honestly been better for this team. I, mean, I think I think Sexton's a great player, um, yeah. but I mean, he is just you know he's a he's a shooter. He doesn't really do too much else other than really shoot the ball. He's a great shooter. Though. I mean, I'll always remember that late game against the Brooklyn Nets last year. Yeah, with that big oh three, and God. he just single-handedly beat them. I mean, I will always remember that. I feel like, but like you said, I mean, Darius Garland. This kid is unbelievable, I and mean, he can shoot the ball. He's become a great passer. He is, you know, exactly the type of point guard you need. He's an all-star. Jared Allen, sensational yeah. player. That's a great deal. So, I mean, you look at this team. They've got other pieces. Laurie Markkinen has played fine when he's been in there. Chetty Osman, who's one of my personal favorites, he's <laughs> played well. Kevin Love, another guy who's, you know, stepped up when, you know, there's been some doubt. He's played well off the bench. Okoro's getting better. He's improving throughout the year. He had a slow start. But it's a lot of pieces, and, and they've done really well. 
Um, their defense is great. They're a young, feisty team. And that's, you know, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the Knicks last year, but I think it's a, a better team than that Knicks team from last year. It's just a young team, um, guys who want to win. And, and, and the Cavs are, I think they're legit. I mean, you could look at the first, I mean, I know it's still early in the season, but after the first, you know, seven, eight games, I think people are like, okay, maybe this team's doing something. We'll no, see I think when they fall off. We're 27 games in the season. No, I, mean, that, team, I think this is a team that could win a playoff series. I, I think this team, I mean, honestly, this team is legit. Um, I mean, I'm going to, the New York Knicks, I mean, I don't even really know if they're worth talking about. Um, I mean, I just think they were kind of had a good year last year. Randall really played above his pay grade. He's kind of declined a little bit this year. RJ Barrett, I mean, we hear this guy's, you know, improving like crazy. He's been fine. But those, some of those bench pieces, I mean, D Rose was just outstanding last year. Kind of hasn't been the same. Kemba Walker, you see, is already on the bench. That was supposed to be their big guy. You know, I just think the New York Knicks, honestly, just overhyped coming into this year. Um, last year, the East, I just think, was also weak, riddled with injuries. Um, I mean, I'm going to go biggest disappointment, though, in the NBA this season. Zion Williamson and the New Orleans Pelicans. And I think this is just a general thing. I mean, Zion Williamson, this is just complete. I don't know what is going on. I We've seen things that he's 50 pounds I, overweight. I have, and we see I, pictures I have that he looks. I have a theory. Looks fine. I'm going to let me talk and then you can talk about your theory. Um, I mean, this is just an absolute disaster. I mean, this guy, he looked, you know, very solid his rookie year, you know, all-star. And then all of a sudden this guy is just, or second year, I guess last year was, but all of a sudden, I mean, this guy is just, he's not even playing. You see today, he's had another setback with that surgically repaired right foot. I mean, it, I don't know what's going on with him and, and the new Orleans Pelicans. I mean, this team is just in utter shambles. I mean, after that Anthony Davis trade, you see all those picks, you see, they've got Lonzo, they've got Ingram, they've got Zion. They've got young players and they've done nothing. They let Lonzo walk. Brandon Ingram, he's been an all-star in the past. You know, I don't, to be honest, I don't know how he's playing, but I'm assuming it's been mediocre from him, to be honest. Their role players are kind of old and washed up at this point. I, I mean, I think Valen Judas is their center now, um, I believe. I think they yeah. traded for him. Did you see that game? He had like seven threes the other night. Yeah, that was funny. Um, but I mean, the New Orleans Pelicans, I mean, this is a team you know, people were raving about David Griffin and all of a sudden, I mean, this guy's going to be out of the league in a year. I mean, I don't know what is going on with Zion Williamson. I'll let you say your theory. Um, but what in the, I mean, it's just crazy at this point that, if, yeah, I mean, I can't really, this is some weird stuff that's going on with Zion. Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't think he wants to play in New Orleans is my theory. I think there's been some stuff from his family members in the past that says he doesn't want to play in New Orleans. I don't know. Setback after setback after setback. It just becomes, he's not going to play this year. I, I mean, no. He's not playing this year. Um, I really don't think he wants to be there at all. Um, and like you said, the Pelicans are horribly run. Jackson Hayes at eight, Nikhil Alexander Walker at eleven or sixteen or something like that. Brandon Ingram, I think I have to be honest with you, Griffin. I'm not a fan of Brandon Ingram at all. I don't think he's a winning. I hate to say this about guys. You know, this isn't me, but I just don't think he's a winning player at all. I don't think he's a mm -hmm. player that's conducive to winning. Um, I think he gets a lot of points on bad teams. It's what he's been doing for the past for his entire career, really. Um, but yeah, I mean, the New Orleans Pelicans. What are they doing? Letting Lonzo Ball walk. Um, this is a horribly run out organization. That Jackson Hayes at eight pick Griff. Go back and look at the players that were taken out after him. That is a really bad pick. A really bad pick. Um. And it, 
if you don't mind, I'm going to move to Anthony Davis really quickly. Um, mm, yeah. another, one, another one of the NBA's biggest disappointments this year, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers, and specifically Anthony Davis. I mean, I'm sure you've seen it. A lot of their Lakers fans have been target, targeting their their uh, hatred towards uh, Russell Westbrook, but not so recently because he's been on a hot stretch. But Anthony Davis has really not played a great season at all. And um, I don't want to say he's washed at all, but those injuries certainly look like they're – all those injuries certainly look like they're catching up with him. Um, mm-hmm. we know he has this thing. I've talked about it before I, on this podcast, I believe, um, he doesn't really play the five. He refuses to play the five. And obviously there was a, co- a quote from a press conference that a lot of Lakers fans weren't too happy with, which is that LeBron can play the five when he needs to, which the Lakers would be a lot better if AD would just play the five, like a, like a, cause he's six eleven and physical, but uh, I don't know. He, he's had a huge fall off offensively, and I don't know. That that bubble, man, I don't know what that bubble did to him, but it certainly did a lot for his reputation and legacy because he is not playing like a superstar or a top 10 guy at all right now. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, yeah, the Lakers, I mean, what a disappointment. Russell Westbrook and, and AD, I mean, it's just not It's just not working, to be honest. And, and the Lakers, I mean, LeBron's played good. Yeah, um, I mean, he gets a lot of, he gets a lot of on, he gets a lot of criticism. Yeah, I mean, his last games, um, his last few games, I actually want to look it up just to, let's see. Uh, you you can go ahead and keep talking, Griff. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just been a big disappointment. I think there's a lot of teams. I mean, the West, to be honest, I mean, you've got the Suns and the Warriors right now playing very good. I mean, the Memphis Grizzlies are the four seed. I mean, this is a wide open conference, to be honest. Yeah. I think the Warriors, uh, I mean, they've got to be the favorites. They've played so good in plays come back. I mean, the Jazz, they're always a good regular season team, but we see this team in the playoffs. I mean, I, I just don't think they're going to ever get to the finals. Um, Phoenix, I mean, I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, they're 21-4. They had that crazy streak, but I don't know if they'll get back. I, I, I mean, I just think the Warriors, I, I mean, it honestly might be easy for them to get back. I think you're discounting the Suns a little too easily there. I think they're, they are a really good team. I think, I think they're on par with the Warriors. I really do. Until Clay comes back. We'll see how they look when Clay comes back. But I think the Suns are really freaking good. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. But, um, I mean, it's been a crazy NBA season so far. A lot of unexpected stuff. Um, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, it's been it's been a lot. But, um, I mean, I think we covered kind of most of the headlines, to be honest. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we're going to talk some NFL as we do on this podcast. I'll pull up the scores. From last week's game, and then we'll predict for this week. Um, I mean, the Lions, how about that? They get their first win of the season. Vikings, I mean, in pure, like, utter, just, I mean, I don't even know what to say. No Dalvin Cook. We obviously saw them win this past Thursday, and they almost choked. Um, I mean, Justin Jefferson, I think the bottom line from these past few weeks, this kid is just an utter superstar. Um, but the Detroit Lions, they finally got their win, 110 and 1. Dan Campbell gets his his one and probably only win as an NFL coach, NFL head coach. I said. So. Yeah, but if he wins three games, they're going to bring him back because because it's an excuse to just like keep this like losing around. But I don't know. I mean, yeah, the Vikings, Vikings. I guess is the is the verb I'll use. They they really Vikings. Um, just one of the funniest games I've ever seen. I think. Um, yeah, the, the 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 Vikings are bad. The Vikings are bad. That's there's my analysis. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't think this is a game we really need to talk about. I kind of just want to highlight the Detroit Lions. Amon Ross St. Brown, you see, obviously had a good game. 
Um, not much to talk about these two teams. I mean, the Vikings, I think it's safe to say they'll miss the playoffs this year. Um, Miami wins again. Your Eagles beat up on my Jets, obviously. But, I mean, these are kind of irrelevant games. I want to talk about the Chargers and the Bengals here. Um, I mean, Justin Herbert, I mean, this it, it, I mean, with the Cincinnati Bengals, you think they're going to win and then they lose and then you think they're going to lose and then they win. I mean, I don't even know what to say. About I predicted Chargers victory last weekend. You predicted a Bengals win last oh, year. We both did, which is, of course, the Bengals lose. Yeah, of um, I mean, the, the Chargers right now, obviously, they're Keenan Allen, I believe, is on the COVID list this week. So their team might look a little different. I mean, this is a team that looks like they'll be uh, in the playoffs. Justin Herbert, I mean, he's been very inconsistent throughout the season kind of seems like he's settled down and is starting to have a little more consistency playing very strong, but the Cincy Bengals, I mean, I I don't even know Joe Burrow. He's obviously got that finger issue now. I mean, that could be a serious problem for this team. Uh, I don't know, but eh, what are your thoughts on this game on both these teams? Um, I think uh, Justin Herbert is very, very good, Um, but I don't know. The the Chargers defense really showed out uh, on Sunday. They had a really good performance. Um, I don't know. I think this defense, this team is very reliant on how their defense performs. Like any defenses. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't – I can't even, like, analyze the AFC because whenever I say it, it's just going to look stupid the next week. Um, yeah. I think these two teams, in all truth, to tell you the truth, are very, are very close to one another. I think the Chargers are still a threat in the AFC with a quarterback like Justin Herbert and that defense. I think that's a defense that could go and win anywhere when they're on their day. Um, just they need to be on their day more often. Um, yeah, yeah, good one for the Chargers. I would. It's, 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 Not much to say. I agree. I don't even know. It was. It, I mean, it's just Jamar it, Chase's Cincy Bank. Both inconsistent teams. I think is what you. Bottom line, these teams are they're solid in talent, but they are both just very inconsistent in how they perform. <laughs> I mean, we've seen both these teams have major blowout wins and then get blown out by teams that they should beat. I mean. The Cincinnati Bengals, they got killed by the Cleveland Browns that one week. I mean, that was ugly. And then you see this week again, but then they go up and, and beat up on the Ravens and they beat up on the Raiders. I and mean, it's just so weird. There's so many weird teams. We've used the term fraudulent a lot. I don't know if these teams are fraudulent, but they're just not consistent. There's no consistency yeah. other, to be honest, than the yeah. New England Patriots right yeah. now. And maybe the Kansas City Chiefs how, with how they've played in terms of the AFC. Everyone else has been so inconsistent, so up in the air. Besides the, the Pats and the Chiefs have played well recently, so you can throw them in there. Those two teams, I mean, everyone else, it is a, a total shit show, to be honest, in terms of the AFC and who's going to get the playoff. Yeah, I agree. I mean, seven in a row for Bill Belichick. What a surprise. Seven in a row. That game, I mean, it's tough to really talk about that game. Yeah, um, I, mean, I, I do real quick. Oh, I want to touch on um, – I, I mean, the Washington – I'm going to talk about it because I'm honestly very intrigued. The Washington football team have kind of found their formula for success. I'm going to be honest, Rob. I'm liking how this team's playing. I know you're shaking your head as an Eagles fan. You don't want to picture it. But they're running the ball. Antonio Gibson has looked fantastic these last few weeks. Hineke's playing well. They go beat up on the Raiders. Not beat up, but close win. Their defense is finally playing well. That D-line's starting to show up a little bit. I know you're going to be a little biased, but, I mean, Washington football team right now running the ball as well as they are. Playing in the trenches, they're looking pretty good. You got to be honest. And they look good. Yeah, I mean they've looked good. I mean they've won a lot of close games. I'm not sure how sustainable that is. <laughs> you gotta love it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Their, their, their I just want to bring it up real quick. No, no, no. Listen, listen, listen. Their season, 
and the Eagles season will come down to their two games to get against each other. Simple as that. They're going to be competing against each other for, for the wild card spot two weeks from now and four weeks from now. We'll see. I'm going to go with an Eagles sweep in both of those games because, because, uh, oh Lord. I just think Washington, they're so fraudulent. What a fraudulent, what a fraudulent victory. Oh, yeah. The Eagles aren't fraud. The Eagles are very fraudulent. Mike. The, Eagles the Eagles are lost to the New York football giants. Dude, they're, they're, right? so, are you telling me that Washington also shouldn't have lost to the football giants in week three this year? Do you not remember that horrible, horrible game? But they won that ball game, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, because of a because of a offsides by a Giants player on the last field goal. Click on the ball game. That's just click on Washington's schedule for a second. Click on Washington's schedule for a second. Let's go see. So that's a victory by six points, two points, two points, four points. You got ten points. Two, they won by a point. They got good with the Bills. They've won by four. Look at their what's their. Do you know that the that the Philadelphia Eagles have the eighth best point differential in the NFL? Yeah, because they beat up on like two teams. Like it's the Eagles are not that impressive. I hate to say it. Yeah, I mean, look, they beat up on the I Lions. 40, 44 to six, they beat up on the Lions, and thirty-two to six on the Falcons. Of course, they're gonna have a good. I mean, I don't differential. I don't see the Bucks. I don't see the Bucks beating up on the Atlanta Falcons, thirty-two to six. I don't see you beating up on the Bucks. You lost the Bucks, and Washington Football beat the Bucks. So there's that. And the Bucks are one of the top consensus teams. I mean, look. They've got two matchups with Dallas, so, I mean, schedule-wise, I believe you guys have an easier schedule. I mean, you guys play Washington twice, Cowboys. In the I game, hate so. that. I hate – I don't like that at the end of the year, four divisional games. I feel like they should be spread throughout the year. That's how it is. I mean, the Washington's got five divisional games. No, I mean, no, if yeah, they no, sweep you guys and the Giants, they're in the playoffs. All right, so, so let's see. They can let's... lose both to Dallas. They sweep you, and they, they beat the New York football Yeah, Giants. but they're not going to sweep the us. They're not going to sweep us. I believe they have a very good chance of sweeping. If they the sweep us, Griffin, I will be in Italy. I will be in Italy during the first of these, during the first of these games. But if the Washington football team sweeps the Eagles, sweeps them, give me a bet. Give me a bet to do it live on the pod. I'll do it live on the podcast. Bet to do? I don't know. We'll figure something out. We'll figure something we'll out. We'll figure something out. We'll get a little. Bit. <laughs> All right, Washington. <laughs> Spent a lot of time on the Washington football team real quick. And then we'll jump to the projections. Cause I mean, this game, it's just two bad teams, honestly. And, and it was just a disaster. Pat's bills. I mean, this is one of the weirdest games. I actually shout out Nikki wind. If you're watching this, um, I'm playing him in fantasy. I was down 15 points. He, or I was up 15 points. He had digs and had burrito because of all this weather. I ended up winning this game as crazy as it was. I mean, the new England Patriots, you see Mac Jones right here, two for three, 19 yards. I mean, just ridiculous. I mean, New England, they've just found their groove. Um, I mean, you see Buffalo, just, just they just had no chance. I mean, New England, I mean, the defense, Matt Judon is just – I mean, he's honestly – I don't know his full stats, but to me, Matt Judon, from what I've seen, I mean, this guy's got to be up for deep way from all the sacks and everything. I mean, this guy's been one of the best players of the year, to be honest, on defense from what I've seen. New England's defense, so good. This offense, this offensive line, just magnificent. For the Buffalo Bills, I mean, this is serious concern. I mean, this looks like a, a potential, you know, dynasty team, not dynasty, but one of those teams that's going to be a powerhouse for multiple years. And all of a sudden, I mean, that championship window, Trey White's after the, I mean, it's like a yeah. mighty close for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. They're just not that good, to be honest with you. They're not. I mean, they're not the best team in their own division. 
Uh, yeah, that's all I really have to say. I just don't think they're that good. I, they'll make the playoffs and they'll lose in the first round on the road. And what a disappointing year. Because they they were, I mean, whatever. Josh Allen had a freak year in 2020. It happens. I've seen it before. Carson Wentz was literally the quarterback of my favorite team. Uh, <laughs> Carson Wentz. You hate on Carson Wentz, but he has been very good this year. He has been very good for the Annapolis Colts. He has been serviceable. But in no, he's been more than serviceable this year. He has in been the right top, system. He's with been a good offensive line and good play top, calling. Oh, and, so he needs he needs the best running back in the NFL, and he needs an elite offensive line. He needs a good collection of wide receivers. That's why he's not an elite quarterback. He's not had a good good collection of wide. He has Michael Pittman. If Michael Pittman, T. Y. Hilton, Michael. Pittman. Yeah, that's elite. That. Oh, I mean, look, oh his one fifty one fifty eight for a touchdown, three touchdowns and two interceptions, one touchdown. This guy might be one of the most mid quarterbacks I've ever seen. <laughs> for I, I'm not saying he's better. Than, I'm not saying he's elite, he's but I'm saying three hundred yards. I'm saying I'm saying Carson Wentz. I'd rather have Carson Wentz than Jalen Hurts right now. I'm going to be honest. Jaylen, well, I agree with you. I think Jalen Hurts does that. That's not exactly a statement praising Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts is like somewhere <laughs> in like the, like the twentieth to twenty second quarterback in the league, and Carson Wentz is like fifteenth to eighteenth. Yeah, Carson Wentz is right in the middle. I'm saying. But right, he is, but why are you giving him a lot of I don't right. I would, say right middle, I would say right in the middle is serviceable. That's serviceable. Serviceable. Okay. Serviceable. Okay. Serviceable. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I mean, that's back to my original yeah. point. Uh I think the Patriots are really freaking good. Uh they yeah. can run the they can run the ball very well. So yeah. Yeah. They've got a elite. <laughs> Run offense to say the least. All right, on to predictions. Um, a good amount of games this week. A few teams on by. I am down right now, eighty-six to seventy-nine for our predictions. So, not looking good. I still have um, with the extended week. How many games are there? It's eighteen weeks of the season. So fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. At five weeks to make up eight points or seven points. It's tough, Griffin. It's possible. That's very possible. We'll see. I'm going to need a big week. First game of the week, Saints-Jets. I'm going to pick the New Orleans Saints here. Um, the New York Jets are not just are just very bad. Elijah Moore just went on IR today. That's been their best player. Corey Davis out for the season. This will be – I don't know if the Jets will win another game this year. Setting themselves up for another top pick. Hopefully they can land one of those Ed Rushers or Derek Stingley. I mean, that Kyle Hamilton, another good piece. There's a lot of good defensive players. That's what the Jets need at this point. Just defense. The offensive playmakers will come. Zach Wilson's still a long ways away. Um, but yeah, New York Jets not going to win this one. I'll give it to New Orleans, even though the Saints suck as well. But Kamara should be back, and I mean that should Kamara alone should be able to beat the Jets. Yeah, I mean, well, Jets are yeah yeah Saints are Saints are going to win this game. The Jets the Saints are terrible, but the Jets are even more terrible. The Jets have nothing going for them at all. I'm not I don't really get uh, your head coach either, Griffin. I don't really think he's anything special. Yeah. We got to see. Time's going to tell with the New York Jets right now. That's their thing at the moment. How long has that been there? Next game, Falcons-Panthers. This is a weird one, honestly. Um, Who are you thinking? I'm going to go with the Falcons here. I think the Panthers are god-awful. I think there's a lot of scapegoating going on with the firing of Joe Brady, which I really wasn't a fan of that move. And while I'm a big Matt Rule fan because he was the Temple coach, I'm not sure whether he's cut out for the NFL level at all. Um, and I'm going to go with the Falcons here. I think they actually can beat up on some bad teams, and I think they're going to beat up on the Panthers uh, this weekend. 
I mean, points, so I kind of wanted to see what you were going to go for, and I think this is kind of a toss-up. So I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers here. I think this is one of the games I could get the point back on. And then the Panthers actually have a good chance. I mean, they're coming off their bye week. Cam Newton, I think this is going to be a crucial week for him to kind of reset, get back on track. Obviously, CMC's done for the year, but Chuba Hubbard played Chuba Hubbard played uh, very, you know, he was serviceable, as you like to say, uh, when he was in there. Um, and that defense, I think, will be the best unit on, on the field. I mean, Falcons have played solid. What's, are they competing for the playoffs, potentially? Five and seven? Not really. I mean, both these teams are five and seven. To me, this is a playoff eliminator game. Um, whoever loses this will be essentially done. Um, and I think just the Panthers are a better team. I think Falcons' defense is, is going to struggle potentially with Cam. I think DJ Moore is due for a good game. So I'm going to take the Panthers. I feel good about that. I'm going to go into the next one. I'm going to take the Seattle Seahawks. As bad as they've been, as bad as they even looked last week at times, they did beat the 49ers, which – was a team we thought was maybe headed to the playoffs. Uh, we'll revisit them. They've got a big game this week against Cincy. Um, but the Houston Texans, you hear them. Davis Mills, the starter for the year. This team sucks. Uh, they won <laughs> two games, which is impressive in itself. But I'm going to go Seattle here, which sucks for the Jets pick. But Seattle was due to win some games at some point. So, um, yeah, you got to take the Seahawks in this one. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with the Seahawks here as well. The Jets, the Texans are terrible, man. There are a lot of terrible teams this year. Yeah. Really, Chiefs Raiders. Um, I think both of us are going to be taking the Chiefs here. Raiders, I mean, they've gone through a lot this year, they've played some very good football at times. Um, six and six. I mean, this is a team that you know they're looking in on the playoffs, they've maybe got some hope. But Kansas City's defense has just been exceptional this year, and the Raiders have been the team to beat up on the Chiefs in the past. So, I mean, you cannot count the Raiders out in this kind of game. But John Gruden's not there anymore. I don't know, if, I don't think he was there, I guess, when they played earlier in the year, and it was a pretty good game. Or no, the Chiefs blew him out. Never mind. Um, I think we'll see Kelsey more involved, Reek more involved. I mean, those guys were non-existent last week. Got to expect those guys will have bigger weeks. So I'm going to go Chiefs here. Their offense, I think, is due for uh, a boom kind of game in this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, with, with uh, the Chiefs here as well. Um, yeah, I think, I think for the rest of the season, I think – I know the Chargers are close, but to me, the Chiefs have the AFC on lot, the AFC West locked. Um, and I think the rest of the season is just – getting that offense back on track because the defense certainly has, I mean, the defense has been performing at a really high level for the past five or six weeks. Um, yeah, this is, I, 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 I do agree. I think this is, a, this, this is the week where the Kansas city chiefs get their offense back on track. And I'm going to go with that. Browns Ravens. What do you think? I'm going to, I know you're going to pick the Browns, but I'm going to pick the Ravens here. Um, They've had a lot of close games, and it finally caught up to them last weekend. It finally freaking caught up to them. But I'm still going to go with the Ravens because I think the Browns suck. So, yeah, and I think Baker Mayfield is terrible. So I'm going to go with the Ravens. It's tough. Um, I'm tempted to pick the Browns coming off the bye. I think they'll have a chance to reset, which is what they need. Baker Mayfield will be a week healthier. They're banged up, though, right now. But the Ravens are banged up. Marlon Humphreys out for the season. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns in this one at home at the dog pound. I need points as well. So that's kind of another reason I want to be a little optimistic about the Browns here too. I mean, this is a crucial week. The Ravens have just not been good recently. I'm going to be honest. I mean, this people saying Lamar at the beginning of the year, this guy's incredible. One of a kind MVP. I mean, that's just been immediately shot down. This guy at this point has been a mediocre quarterback in this league this year. I mean, the touchdown interception ratio, nearly 50, 50 at this point. I know he's so talented on the ground, but, Passing wise, I know he's not gonna. But this is the best he's had to work with, honestly. So yeah. I don't even know if there's really an excuse for that. This is the best wide receiver group, the best tight ends, really he's ever been able to play with. So um, 
I don't know, man. Lamar's not looked good. Brown's coming off a bye. I think they're they got to get the run game more involved. I mean, that last week in Baltimore, I know that was a very weird game, but you have got to run the ball with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt more. I mean, that is just – that's your offense. That's your identity. And then getting away from that loss in that game, I think they'll get back to it, and I think they'll rebound this week with a W against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I just wanted to say, I don't know if you saw the report, that's why they brought it up, but Zion got shut down from all basketball. Yeah, I did. I, I Yeah, I kind of threw it I, in there, but I didn't really see it. I didn't see it. Sorry, sorry I, didn't see, I didn't see that specific report at all. Sorry about that. Yeah. Crazy. Um, Cowboys. Right. I'm going to take the, the Dallas Cowboys here for all the reasons I stated earlier on the podcast. I'll, I'll leave this one to Griff. I, I, he's going to pick Washington, I would assume. I'm going to pick Washington. Um, I'm just in a dire need for points here at this point. And I honestly really – I'm riding the momentum at this point with Washington. I picked them earlier in the year to beat the Bills. That really cost me. I've kind of been off them a little bit since. But um, I did pick them to win last week. I'm liking what they're doing. They're, Antonio Gibson is looking great. And the Dallas Cowboys, to be honest, have not looked good recently. Tony Pollard might be out. Zeke has not played well. Um, I mean, we'll see if Amari gets more involved this week. But – the Dallas Cowboys have been very sketchy as of late in terms of their offense. It really has just not been elite in recent stages. We'll see what happens. I like the football team. I like the way they can also control the clock. This is one of the better teams in terms of managing the game clock. They can really choose some time. And I think that's just the key with some of these, when you're going up against teams who have great offenses, just keep the ball out of the guys like Dak Prescott's hands. And they did that with Brady. I mean, they went on like an 11 minute drive or something outrageous. I mean, that was crazy. Like a 20 play drive. I'm going to pick them. I need points, and I honestly like them in this matchup at home. So, Washington in this one. I'm going to go. This next game, I'm going to be honest, this next game is like a toss-up for me. (laughs) I don't see it, man. I think the Jaguars are a disaster right now. Uh, I'm I'm sure we talked about it earlier, but Urban Meyer, Marvin Jones, obviously verbally sparring a couple days ago. This team is a disaster. Urban Meyer needs to go. I'm not really sure how anyone thought this was going to work out at the NFL level besides the Khan family. And I think they're probably the only people that thought that, and that's how he got the job. <laughs> I think the Jaguars just need an offensive-minded head coach, someone with experience in the league, like a Doug Peterson type. I'm not saying him specifically, but – What if they go out and get Dabo with Trevor and Etienne there? I mean – No, I, yeah, I just think the college – I think the college uh, – they, the they, they shouldn't, but with this organization, I mean, they're just a yeah, disaster. Yeah. You never know what they're going to do. I mean, I think that Travis Etienne pick – what the oh, that's one of the worst. What first off, it's a first round running back. That's already the that's the first no-no. And then you already have James Robinson on your roster. What are you doing? Yeah, I mean, and and it seems like Urban has like all control over the organization, which is really bad. Really, really, really bad. <laughs> I think this 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 organization, I don't think they're gonna win another game for the rest of the year. So I'm going to go with the, uh, the, the Titans here. Yeah, I mean, I, as much as I don't want to pick them, Tennessee's so banged up, but you got to pick them. I mean, the, the Jaguars just suck. I mean, this is embarrassing. Um, I mean, the Urban Meyer, if he's not gone at the end of the year, I mean, this is crazy. Uh, I mean, the Jaguars are just awful. You feel for Trevor Lawrence. I mean, this guy, yeah. he's really struggled this year, to be honest. He's not looked good. I don't at, even I think. Mean, what are you supposed to do with those yeah. weapons? I mean, he's throwing the no one, uh, nobodies, and that offensive line is, is made of paper, and the play call has just got off. I mean, <laughs> We'll see what his future holds. But this, I mean, he really might have been screwed, honestly, by this year. We'll see. I mean, he's just not been anything special. 
But uh, Tennessee, I mean, I don't even want to talk about Tennessee. They're just a mediocre team. If they make the playoffs, which I guess they will because they're early success, they'll get bounced immediately. This yeah. team is not good. They're very fraudulent. Um, I feel comfortable using that word with them. But they will win this game. The Jaguars just utter garbage, to be honest with them. Yep. To be honest with uh, Griff, Griff, Corey Lindsley, the Chargers All-Pro center, might be hurt. That's cool. Might be hurt, like bad. Well, no one knows who their backup center is. I think he might miss. I, I don't. I think he might miss the game tomorrow. I'm not 100 percent sure. They're playing the New York football. Giants. They're playing the. Oh, they're playing the Giants anyway. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lions Broncos. I mean, these teams will. Suck. The Bronco. I mean, Vic Fangio, your guy. He's still still in office. He still <laughs> he still is, isn't he? He still is that 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 old bastard. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to back Vic Fangio this weekend and I'm going to take the Bryant, the Lions or the Broncos at home. And I think this is mostly motivated by the fact that I want the Lions to have a one 11 and one record. So just four ones in a row. I don't know if that's ever happened before. So. I'm going to go Denver too. I mean, I think Denver sucks. I think Teddy Bridgewater, the fact that this man's being run out there by John Elway, hasn't it? I think John, maybe John Elway. Uh, he's gone. He's he gone. He's gone, yeah, so no wonder. But, I mean, to run out Teddy Bridgewater as your starting quarterback, I mean, Denver's got to be one of those teams that you got to think will land one of these big quarterbacks and trade next year. You have yeah. to. I mean, because I think they're, they're actually their offense – I mean, it's just – I don't really know what's going on in Denver, to be honest. I mean, this defense, they've got their pieces, but offensively, you just paid Cortland Sutton $60 million or so, Tim Patrick $30 million. You're not even using these guys. Jerry Judy yeah, doesn't even see the ball. I mean, it's just it's it's in it's. I mean, Jerry Judy's career is just getting wasted at this point. We haven't seen Jerry Judy in any any way, shape, or form be used at this point. He's being I mean, used on like their wide round receiver, slants. I mean, their wide receiver course should hypothetically be one of the best in the NFL up there with the Cowboys. And they're not they're not doing anything. It's incredible. It is incredible. Like you said, they're trotting out either Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke. So not good. I mean, look, I'm going to be honest. This Denver team next year could be legit. Javante Williams looks fantastic. If they get a legit quarterback, quarterback. and a yeah, good no. head coach with, who can really call some good plays, I mean, this team is going to be a serious contender in my mind. If, I mean, let's say you put Aaron Rodgers on, a, on this team. Yeah, of course. And you bring in a head coach who has experience and who has a lot of success. This team is an instant playoff team. Might even be able to take over the Chiefs as the head of the AFC West, if I'm being honest. I mean, that team is – so Griffin, their so offense Griffin. theoretically is loaded. So your uh, your 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 solution for the Broncos would be to a get an elite head coach with experience and b trade for one of the best quarterbacks of all time. I think uh, <laughs> I think you you could be running a lot of the teams with those ideas. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not got, saying I'm messing, I think, I'm messing with you. I'm messing, I know, but I'm messing. Real, I mean, Rodgers they've been linked to, but in terms of no, just the head coach, okay. I mean, it's just they just need someone who. It works with, I think is what I'm trying to say. And that no, know. things, you know, it's not a disaster. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But they suck this year, but the lines are worse. Um, I'll lead us into the next game. I mean, this is, I don't even know if we'll talk. I mean, this is the Chargers versus the football Giants. I don't even know Daniel, Daniel Jones. I don't think, I think it might be no, Mike Lennon. It's Mike, starting it's, it. No, it's Mike Lennon. It's Mike Lennon. Glennon's good to go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Glennon, Glennon cleared concussion protocol. So he's, he's playing. Give me the Chargers by by 30 points in this one. Yeah. Um, this next game is a true, I have no idea. 49ers, Bengals, Debo Samuel not might Bengals play. He might What'd you say? Bengals will be so big for the Eagles. Jesus. 
What do you so you're gonna go Bengals then for your fandom? No, I'm gonna go 49ers here actually. Um, I think they're a better team than the Bengals, and I think the Bengals might be going on a little bit of a losing skid. And this would be a very bad loss because they dropped to seven and six. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Niners here. I'm gonna go with the Niners. I'm gonna go with the Bengals. Um Elijah Mitchell's out, and that's been their key. I mean, Jeff Wilson, Jamichael Hasty's gonna go. I don't know if Debo Samuel will play. He practiced on Friday, but he might be out. I think the Cincy, I mean, Joe Burrow's got that finger issue, but Joe Mixon's played so good. You've got to get Jamar Chase more involved. He's really been a non-existent. T. Higgins obviously has had a lot of success. Defense has played well. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Uh, 49ers, bad loss last week. And I think, you know, this team, we saw Kittle really have a huge week. But, um, I mean, we'll see. If Debo's out, I just don't think they have a shot, especially with Elijah Mitchell out. He has been such a great find for them. He is this, obviously going to be the new star running back in San Francisco. But I'm going to go with the Bengals here uh, for – Various reasons. I'll leave this in the next game. We'll both pick the Bucks here, I'm assuming. I mean, the Bills suck. Bucks, um, you know, pretty good ball club over there. Yeah, the Bills suck. So I, I, I already gave my thoughts on the on the Bucks, so or and on the Bills. And I think the Bucks, what what is their record right now? What are they? Eight and three, nine and three. Eight, nine and three, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I think this game was gonna go a long way. I just think Brady's gonna lock in. I just think you're just gonna see. MVP Tom Brady down the stretch, and I think there's a good shot he wins it too. So, Buccaneers by, by a billion in this game for some alliteration. And this next game's this next game's easy as well. This will be the Green Bay Packers, even with Justin Fields coming back. I mean, Justin Fields he's kind of struggled, but I mean, at home at Lambeau, prime time Sunday night. I mean, you're just not going to beat Aaron Rodgers at that spot. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And he owned he is he like he said earlier he, he owns the Bears. So, yeah. Yeah. He does. Um, I mean, this game should be good. Rams, Cardinals. Um, Daryl Henderson, I believe, was just placed on the COVID list. So, Sony Michelle will be back at it once again. What are your thoughts on this one? I'm going to go with the Cardinals here. I think they're a much better team than the, than the Rams, and that'll be four out of their last five drops for the Rams. So, yeah, I think the Cardinals, Kyler Murray's playing, right? Like 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think he's been awesome this year, and I think he's going to be too much of the Rams handle. And, I'm going to go with the Cardinals here. I'm going to go with the Rams. Um, I think they kind of got back on track last week. I know it was the Jaguars, but I think that was such a huge win momentum-wise for them. They kind of figured it out. They've got various guys involved. Cooper Cup, just an utter sensation. And Sonny Michelle played really well last week. I think the defense finally had a good week that they can use as momentum and, uh, you know, really some things to build on. I think the Cardinals are a great team. I expect this to be a fantastic game. Kind of just a gut feeling, and I really want to have a lot of opportunities to get some points here, get some points back. I mean, this will be the week. If I lose four, I think we've we picked one, two, three, four, five different games this week. So I, it's either going to be over, I'm screwed and done, or I'm right back in our, our our little challenge here. So it could be fun. We'll see what happens. But I'm going to pick the Rams. I do honestly like them though in this matchup. I think they might get the job done. Yeah, I mean, I just think the Cardinals are are, are a really good football team. I mean, um, I just don't believe in the Rams. Ugh, if I'm gonna, I'm gonna say possibly, I'm gonna save it for later. But uh, uh, I have a very controversial Matt Stafford take that I'll keep to myself. Well, I guess we'll hear it another time then. But uh, with that, that will do it for this week's episode of Outside the Arena. Some UFC tonight as well. I know we didn't talk about that. Make sure, obviously. Just want to interject. What you said. Uh, the Rams have a brutal end to the season. Uh, they have the Cardinals, 
the the 49ers and the Ravens, and they got to go. I know Minnesota sucks. They do have to go on the road and play Minnesota. That's always an interesting game. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah. That will uh, do it for this week's episode of Outside the Arena. Make sure if you haven't already, please like, comment, subscribe, do all that. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts at Outside the Arena there. Check us out on Instagram at Outside the Arena Podcast. Our Instagrams will be in the description as well. And yeah, with that, enjoy Sunday football once again. NBA is going strong. Everything's doing really well in the sports world right now. So with that, uh, take it easy and we'll see you next week on Outside the Arena.